Welcome to the latest episode of Oxygen Starved, the podcast that brings you your ABCs, adventure, books, and conversation at 11,000 feet. With your esteemed hosts, Dr. Stacy Adler of the Mono County Office of Education and Mr. Christopher Platt of the Mono County Free Library. Good morning, good afternoon, hi, whatever time of day you're listening to us. Hi, and welcome to Oxygen Starved Podcast, bringing you adventure, books, and conversation, your ABCs at 11,000 feet. I'm Stacy, Mono County Superintendent of Schools. In addition to the oversight of pre-K through 12th grade education programs in Mono County, I have three kids. I love to read and taking time to appreciate the beauty of where we live. And I'm Christopher. I'm the county library director. We have seven libraries around Mono County. I'm a librarian whose goal is to connect good books to good readers from all walks of life. And I also happen to think the best possible world is one in which every day is take your dog to work day. Stacy <laughs> and I are joined by our intrepid producer, Doug. Good morning. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Doug. We're coming to you today from beautiful Mono County in the eastern Sierra of California, the eastern gateway to Yosemite National Park. Mono County means different things to different people. Skiers and snowboarders know it for Mammoth Mountain Ski Area. Hikers know it for the Pacific Crest Trail. Climbers know it for Yosemite Gateway. And Mono County is also home to Bodie Ghost Town, numerous lakes and streams, geothermal hot springs, a high altitude training opportunities, and a rich Native American heritage. Inside this room, all of my dreams become realities, and some of my realities become dreams. So for our first episode, we want to share with you our adventures of coming to Mono County, since neither of us are natives, and also include producer Doug's stories. So Christopher, tell us your story. What's your adventure of how you got to Mono County? Well, that's a very big question, Stacy. I should probably preface it by saying I'm not native to Mono County, but I am native to the Eastern Sierra. So I grew up in Bishop, which is just south of Mono County in the Owens Valley. And, uh, you know, as a small kid back then, in a small town in rural America, pre-internet, you know, we didn't have MTV. You know, it was kind of a isolated place to grow up. Some kids love that. Some kids look at the planes flying over, you know, and thinking there's a bigger, broader world out there. So, you know, when I graduated high school, I couldn't wait to get out of town. And yeah. I did, you know, I'm sure many of us have I think a lot of that. people have that wanderlust, right. right? Yeah, go have some adventure. Yeah. So I didn't go too far. I went to Southern California. I went to Santa Barbara and got my undergraduate degree. Um, I had a really good time in Santa Barbara <laughs> getting my undergraduate degree. It took me a few years longer than many other people. But, you know, Which is hey, fine. You got to explore and have fun. Well, you've been to Santa Barbara, right? Oh, yeah, many times. It's beautiful. beautiful. Yes. My uncle used to call it, you know, just a lousy day in paradise when the sun was shining in Santa Barbara. So I enjoyed that a lot. I got my graduate undergraduate degree there and also uh, worked for a couple years in a great independent bookstore in, in Santa Barbara called Chaucer's. And uh, you, you know, worked in Chaucer's? couple of years there. It's a great oh, store. It's still there too. You lucky duck. That's where I used to always take my kids when I was at UCSB. That was a, the regular stop every weekend. There was a great children's bookseller there too at that time. They have a great collection. So kids were always in that, that bookstore. Cool. You know who else was always in that bookstore were the local librarians from the university. And they would come in and just like periodically just try to convince me to go become a librarian 
you know. I would not think of librarians going to bookstores. Oh, we haunt bookstores regularly. Interesting. Yeah, because, you know, who wants to haunt libraries when you spend all day in them? Well, yes, there you go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we had a really good time. They eventually convinced me, and uh, I moved to Seattle for a couple of years, got my graduate degree, became a librarian, decided I want to stay in Seattle, ended up in New York City, um, working for the New York Public Library instead. And, you know, I stayed in that New York City, New Jersey area for about two decades, over two decades in a variety of roles. And, you know. What fun. It is fun. You know, from that little kid in Bishop looking at the planes fly overhead, thinking there's a bigger, broader world out there. I went to the epicenter of the bigger, broader you world. sure did. Had some great adventures I'll there. Bet. And, you know, that was opportunity that afforded me to explore not just the city, but the roles that I was doing in the library got me around the world. I got to meet a lot of really interesting people and helped me build perspective on life. And, you know, at some point we decided, you know, it would be great to go back to the Eastern Sierra. It's yeah. beautiful. And we've seen the rest. We've done the rest. Let's go back. And uh, thanks to you, Stacy. We're so fortunate that you wanted to come back. <laughs> you brought me back. And so, um, yeah, I'm back in Mono County now and uh, running the library system. It's a dream job. Awesome. And, you know, who can complain about stepping outside your door every day and just looking at the mountains and looking at the greenery and the snow or the lack of snow? And complaining about the snow. I'm learning all the different ways to complain about snow. Yes. There are so many. <laughs> but it's um, but it's been fun, and I'm glad to be back. Well, we're so glad that you are back. You just have been transformative for our libraries, and we love having you here. I did not pay you to say that, did I? No, you didn't, okay. but maybe later. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, do I get to turn the tables on you, Stace? Yes, I suppose that is fair. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and what brought you to Mono County. So I, I grew up a little further away than Bishop. I grew up in the Chicago suburbs and moved out to California right after graduate school with a teaching degree and ready to move into the classrooms and change the world and moved to Southern California, which was beautiful, lived 10 blocks from the ocean. and Where in Southern California? I moved to Santa Monica. Oh, my gosh. Which was great. And in that little artsy part of Santa Monica, if you know where Montana Street is. I didn't mm -hmm. didn't live too far from there, and it was so much fun to be this little girl from Chicago now living in L.A. And, you know, everything, all, everything that goes with that, you L.A. You really did, like, go right to a very California, California place. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Picture postcard. It really was. And it, it was great. It was so much fun to be, you know, 22 and working, making little money, living near the beach. It was super fun. But then I moved down to San Diego a few years after that, mm -hmm. closer to the even better weather and less smog. <laughs> and it was, it was great living there. And I had never even heard of Mono County until 1994. And the gentleman that I was dating, who later became my husband, had spent a lot of time up in Mammoth Lakes area and said, let's go fishing. I had never been fishing. <laughs> where is this Mono County place? And we 
made the big six-hour drive north and <laughs> got here, and I looked around. And I'm like, why Why aren't we living here? This is much more our vibe, a little small town, slower pace, beautiful scenery. You no. get all the changes in the scenery. <laughs> <laughs> right, you get four seasons. Four seasons, How many yes. seasons do you get in San Diego? Uh, one, <laughs> if you're lucky, one. Which is not bad. Love, love the one season. Sure. No, it's great. Especially after this, this winter we had here that never ended. Right. You're dialed in to Oxygen Starve, the podcast that brings you your ABCs, adventure, books, and conversation from 11,000 feet. Originating from the slopes of Mammoth Mountain in Mono County, California, you can find us at SoundCloud. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us at OxygenStarvedPodcast.com. Just make sure you find us. So, Producer Doug, tell us a little bit about your adventure and how you got here. Uh, I grew up in uh, Bishop down in the Eastern Sierra, also south of Mono County in Inyo, plaguing people like Christopher, especially his <laughs> older brothers who were a little bit closer to me in age. Small down. I, like Christopher, got the heck out of Dodge at the earliest possibility. Um, Went to school, lived around the place, uh, made the fortuitous decision to study theater in graduate school. Acted for a while in the Midwest and in the Seattle area. Um, And my wife and I and our kid at the time kind of thought things were just a little raw, a little bit more challenging than they ought to be. And we all knew Bishop very well from having visited grandparents and uncles and aunts and our cousins. So we moved to Bishop. And uh, things went pretty nicely for a while. Uh, Lived in Bishop and actually worked for the County Office of Education in Mono County. And uh, just, uh, I guess, just after you began uh, as a principal here. Had a problem though, which is a kind of a, a frequent problem. We you know in as, as you know in the Eastern Sierra, you drive a lot. If you want to go somewhere, you wind up driving. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were driving to celebrate my child's birthday uh, one evening while I was working for the county office up here when a drunk driver decided to hit us head on at seventy miles per hour. Oh God! And that kind of effectively took us out of Inyo County. Um, I was suffering from severe depression and a wife who uh, had sort of unwillingly had been forced back into the workforce and we needed the support of her, uh, her mom and dad. We moved over to the Bay area, lived there for a while. Unfortunately, things got progressively worse in that accident and its aftermath caused our marriage to fall apart. Uh, and since I had been a house dad primarily with my injuries, I was, uh, I was not really equipped to go to work in the Silicon Valley at the time. They were looking at a 45 year old guy who had few tech skills and was an actor of all things, and uh, had a hard time putting him to work. As a result, I became terribly depressed. Uh, my parents came and rescued me and uh, put me into an apartment in the Bay Area, and we uh, went through a six-week series of uh, electroconvulsive therapy sessions to kind of reschedule my brain, as it were. I was pretty cooked, and my parents took me back to East, uh, the Eastern Sierra and uh, kind of nursed me back to health down in Bishop. I met a woman a really terrific woman who happened to be in love with Lee Vining, and I wound up moving up this direction to uh, Mono City. And kind of strangely enough, I found myself back in league with the folks at Mono County Office of Education, and I'm now, of course, trained in theater and working on computers. Um, <laughs> All of which helps, right? Yes. It by, makes you great for a producer. By acting, it's kind of interesting. As an actor, you you learn to do everything else, from bartending to aqua- uh, assembling aquariums <laughs> to... 
helping power companies deliver rebates to people. You do just about anything, and you get pretty good at lots of stuff. And I accumulated some computer skills that you know, I was able, easily able to put back to work. So I, I, I really enjoy being here, and I'm kind of here in a sense by dint of circumstance. Medication time. Medication time. Many, many thanks today go to the folks at Sierra Wave Media. Purveyors of top-notch local radio, television, and web media and news, they spotted us some of the necessary tech to get oxygen-starved up and running. We hope you'll check them out in order to help us express our appreciation. Thanks, guys. Check them out on Alt 92.5 FM, on TV3 slash Outside TV from Suddenlink, or on their info-packed website, sierrawave.net. So our podcast is featuring adventures, books, and conversations. So let's talk about books. Why did we, why did we decide to talk about books? Because we both love to read. You're a librarian. I'm an educator. <laughs> Makes sense. Books, books are, are harder. Books are a big part of our life. I think it's also just because when we first met and started hanging out and chatting about stuff, books always entered into the conversation, right? Always. We're both avid readers. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have different perspectives on books, so it's fun to share our different takes on what we're reading. Yeah, totally. And you know, there's it's interesting because some of the stuff we do read the same stuff and other not, which is kind of normal and kind of cool, not. right? <laughs> <laughs> No, well, look, you always have good recommendations for me, which I really appreciate. Cause well, you're being polite. I can't wait till I give you a bad recommendation and you tell me about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, too. <laughs> that'll be, that'll, that'll, or vice versa. That'll be different. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, I've been around books my entire life. I've, my first library job was at the Bishop Elementary Library reshelving books. And so now, you know, how I'm 50 years old. I've, I've been in the book business in some flavor or another all that time. So books are kind of central to me. And being in libraries is part of my being because it's my earliest memory of time with my grandfather because that was part of our Tuesdays and Thursdays with Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Louis was your grandfather? Louis was my grandfather. And we would go to the library every Tuesday and every Thursday and checking out books was just the coolest thing ever. Right. And I've, I've just been a reader my whole life. Well, that's, you know, books are adventures. And I think when you start reading young, they really do become just kind of integral to your thoughts and, you know, inspiration and your curiosity and all that good stuff. Absolutely. One of my, one of my favorite jobs in education was running a school library. You so, were a librarian? I was. It was so much fun. I had a million other positions in that district at that time, but one of one of them was running one of the libraries in one of the elementary schools. Now, let me ask you this. Did you have a particular book that you really enjoyed putting in a kid's hands? Oh, that's such a good question. You know, I've always loved reading Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> to kids. Roll Doll. Roll Doll. I think that's my favorite book to share with kids, particularly when I was teaching third and fourth grade, and I'd read it to them right before lunch. <laughs> and that was just, it was a little, it was kind of cruel, because you get to the parts where he's describing the chocolate, and the kids would just be like, oh, no, don't do it. We're so hungry. 
But it, it was so much fun. Yeah, of course. And then they had to go eat their healthy school lunch, right? It, it, of course. Well, one can hope. <laughs> <laughs> long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, salvation will not be denied us. So what are you reading now, Christopher? Oh, that's always the question to ask Christopher, right? Because he never has a single title. Never. You know, so I, I was just thinking about that before we started talking about what am I reading now? And and I do juggle two to three or four books at a time, so, you know, depending on the time of day, the mood I'm in and what I'm doing. So, uh, you know, I'm still slogging my way through an excellent new biography of Churchill, Churchill Walking with Destiny. I think many of you will have heard of this or have read it already. For me, um, I'm just taking my time getting through it. So I read a bit of it and then I go to something else. And then I read a bit of it and go to something else. So the other thing that I'm reading, or just finished actually, is Dave Barry's latest, Lessons from Lucy, about living with a senior dog. A a senior dog. A senior dog. A senior rescue dog. Um, (laughs) Which is close to my heart. You know, we own rescue dogs and they're both Mm -hmm. senior dogs too. But his whole point is like, don't let life get you down. Don't let life stress you out too much. Look at this dog. This dog not really stressed out. Dog just, you know, takes whatever's coming and is happy and the next morning wakes up and is really excited for the next day. And I think that, you know, was a lesson we can all learn, you know. Definitely. It's also, like a lot of Dave Barry's books, it's a quick, light, humorous read and it just makes you smile a lot, you know, which is great. Well, I think my dog's a Democrat What are you reading right now, Stace? Well, first of all, it fascinates me that you can manage multiple books at one time. I try to do that, but it's it's a struggle for me. So kudos on that. I'm going to work on that skill myself. Okay. There's so much out there. But right now I'm reading um, Jeffrey Archer's new book. I just started it. It's called Heads You Win. And any of you out there that read Jeffrey Archer know why we keep going back to him <laughs> because he's like... He's like a comfortable pair of slippers. You know, you you know that it's going to be easy. It's going to feel good. It's going to make you happy. You know exactly what the plot line is going to be <laughs> about when the villain's going to come in the character, you know, into the story. And it's just a nice, can interesting, you, easy read. Did, can you describe the story a little bit? So or a it, typical Jeffrey Archer book. So a typical Jeffrey Jeffrey Archer book ha, is usually multi generational. It's definitely uh, rooted in historical fiction. Typically, he writes from about the World War II era through present day. This book starts in the late '60s, which is interesting. And usually, there are various countries involved. People coming immigrants. He like he really likes to write about the immigrant experience, mm-hmm. and um, it's really enjoyable. It's really a great book to read and a nice way to kind of get into the summer. Producer Doug, what are you reading now? You know, it's interesting as uh, Christopher was talking. I, I had recently read uh, The Art of Racing in the Rain, talking about old dogs. Oh, I um, love that book. Yeah, it was, I, I, and I hadn't read it so much as I'd listened to it on a trip to Southern California. Um, I, I enjoy audiobooks, namely because I enjoy checking out voice talent. 
Uh, Who wrote having, that book? Do you remember? I met I'm, him. I'm forgetting his name right now. It's, it's not coming to mind. And he has a newer book out. I think that just came out last year. Also got some great reviews. We'll, yeah. We'll look that up and put a link in our show notes. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing that I'm revisiting right now is a, a play by playwright Glenn Berger, uh, writing for, I think it's called Broadway Plays, kind of an obscure, uh, lesser known, a uh, bit more quirky play publisher. It's called Underneath the Lintel, an impressive presentation of lovely evidences. And it's a screwy wow. story. What it's a, a one-man, one-man, uh, one-act play in which a Dutch librarian finds a book that has been checked out. He finds it in the overdue slot one night, and he learns that it was checked out 113 years ago. A Dutch librarian. Dutch librarian, just kind of a, and a Dutch librarian, librarian in a in the very bureaucratic sense of the word. He's okay. just kind of like a public official who all of a sudden finds this book and says, "Who would return something after 113 years?" Right. <laughs> and he basically winds up leaving, uh, leaving the Netherlands to check out uh, London, and then he moves all around the world to Australia. He loses his job. He becomes obsessed with finding out who checked this thing out 113 years ago. Um, and yeah, I've just enjoyed it. I've thought, uh, often about mounting it and I have just been revisiting it lately to check out. I don't know if you knew too, by the way, that I was the high school librarian for a period of time down in Bishop and I too was a bookseller, wow. uh, Interesting. a bookseller at Spellbinder Books down in Bishop. So yeah. we've got all this stuff shared that we had previously shared experiences. Not discussed. Yeah. We're learning about each other. Because you know I'm all about those books, about those books, start reading. I'm all about those books, about those books, start reading. I'm all about those books, about those books, start reading. I'm all about those books, about those books. Part of our podcast that we hope to bring to you guys is conversations like we've been having. And we want you all to join us in the conversations. We'd love for you to share comments. Please, if you have a moment, take some time to rate our podcast, share it with friends. Uh, we are going to be bringing you lots of lots more conversations about adventures in books. And we are also going to be bringing in guests, people that we know from around the county that will help you understand the flavor of where we live. Yeah, really interesting people with really interesting stories to tell. Um, I'm really looking forward to that part because I'll meet a lot of people too. Yes, you will. And we're going to have a lot of fun getting to know all the, the characters that make up our county where we are. Absolutely. So, uh, listen, check us out, uh, on, at our website, oxygenstarvedpodcast.com. That's where we'll put links to some of the books and places and things that we refer to in our discussions. And as well, you can find the podcast on Apple podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, please. When you go there, rate us, it helps people discover us, leave us comments and reviews. And we look forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. And thanks so much for taking time to listen to us today. And you can also find us on Instagram at O2Starved. Right. I forgot Instagram. Yeah, I'm still learning Instagram. Well, so am I, but I know the name. (laughs) (laughs) Where to find us. That's about it. My children do my Instagramming for me, so. Maybe we'll co-opt them to help us. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But thanks so much, everybody. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Oxygen Starved. 
Our outro music, Iron Bacon, is composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. Incompetech.com, Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. <laughs>